This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Apple iTunes, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Also, be sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Hello, After Two Beers fans. Dutch Dalton joined tonight only with Sunday. The one and only. The one really? and only. Literally, tonight you are the, <laughs> the one and only. Um, Sunday, this is a good opportunity for you and I. I've done shows with just Quinn, and I've done shows with just Gibbler. But this is mm-hmm. the first chance for you and I to do a show together. We're all alone. Oh, we may break down and cry later, depending on the topic. But maybe I don't know. We've talked about doing this for a while, so I'm excited that we are. Yeah, we are a few weeks away from Halloween. We are fresh off the pumpkin bash. Woohoo! Yes, it was a good time. I was very excited. We gave out over 200 pumpkins. We had amazing music. Scready pyrotechnics lit up the sky. It was a really oh, cool event. Oh, they killed it. Yeah, it was... The fireworks were the highlight of my day, I can tell you that. That's very cool. So, we at After Two Beers, we're trying to do some positive things. We're part of the A to B Media Partners, and we gave away the pumpkins, as I mentioned. It was all for free. We had bounce houses and popcorn and free slushies, and then we also gave away our $200 Visa gift card that we had gave away on Facebook, and it went to a single mom of three which I think uh, is pretty amazing. It's pretty near and dear to my heart because, you know, I used to be a single mom of three, and now my kids are grown, but I've been there, and I know how hard the struggle is. So I'm so happy to hear that. Yes. And then most of our fans, especially on Facebook, we fall into the wrestling demographic. And I'm not hating wrestling. because I'm a wrestling fan myself. So we. Oh, yeah, you drugged me to that this week, it, too. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah, that was something. But we went out <laughs> and we bought uh, two tickets for the very front row for WWE SmackDown in Indianapolis on Tuesday night. And we gave those away as well. It was a contest where you had to listen to the podcast. So we hope some of you are still listening, by the way. But yes. uh, we gave it away and it went to a mother and a son. The son is a huge fan of the WWE so first time he got to go, I think he was around 10 years old, and it's, I don't know that it's that pertinent, but it just makes the story even that much heartwarming for me, which um, the child has Down syndrome, and the sheer joy and the pure joy that you saw on his face in the pictures from him and his mother made everything that we've done so far for the last 10 months all worth it. it yeah, it really, I love that she was sending us pictures. She was so excited when she got to her seat. She's like, oh, my gosh, these seats are amazing. And and she kept updating us through the night. So, yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, my nephew has Down syndrome. And so that's kind of near and dear to my heart. So I have all the feels for both of these things we just talked about. And the, and the truth is, uh, to those who entered the WWE contest, we really did pick at random. And it just happened to fall both ways. This was on the the Visa gift card as well. And so year to date, we've given away a couple thousand dollars in charity. And it is the absolute greatest thing that we've done this year, bar none, for After Two Beers. Yes. What other things? So we talked about After Two Beers in the Pumpkin Bash. We've talked about the the WWE and the wrestling. What did you think of the wrestling, by the way? Oh, it was sure something. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I I mean— 
I think I would enjoy UFC better, but I'm also the kind of gal that's like, if someone's bleeding, I'm watching. Right. So to me, it was fun for the theatrics of it. Um, I think you all know it's fake, so I'm not letting the cat out of the bag here. (laughs) Um, But some of those guys and gals, they amazed me with their athleticism. That was the thing that really struck me. I'm like, holy cow, these guys are doing flips everywhere. I just, I mean, so that part amazes me. Yeah, I've been a wrestling fan since I was a little kid, and I've still hung on to it. And uh, I used to be embarrassed, I'm not going to lie, but uh, I, it doesn't phase me anymore. I've said a lot worse things on this show than that I was a wrestling fan. <laughs> so do you remember, I think it was like back in the day on the south side, someone actually had a wrestling ring in their yard. Yeah, there's actually wrestling in Richmond, Indiana. It's uh, Rose City Championship Wrestling, I think. So we just yeah, gave- but these dudes just had it in their yard, and I remember driving by and watching these guys in their little homemade ring hey. and i was like well that's something well if, if it makes you feel any better you've heard of garage bands i'm literally sitting in my garage recording this podcast so i guess i can kind of relate with those guys that are backyard wrestling i feel like i'm a backyard podcaster right now <laughs> speaking of uh drop kicks and wrestling did you see that uh fred durst video this week i did not you didn't see it. So uh, Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit were, were playing, and I guess ICP, for those of you who aren't as you know down as me, that's Insane Clown Posse, was, was part of this music event. I don't know if it was a festival. But one of the juggalos from ICP came out and started to dropkick Fred Durst, and another guy from the band snatched him up in midair before he even made contact with him. If you haven't seen the video, you have to watch it because it is hilarious. Wow. So it's the it's WrestleMania of has-beens. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whenever I hear the word juggalo, I think of Al Bundy reading a porn magazine when he was trying to sell shoes on Married with Children. Well, oh, the uh, what was the name of that bag? It was just Jugs, right? Or something, but it always think, makes me think of when I hear Juggalos. I, I always think of um, David Lee Roth singing I'm Just a Gigolo. Oh, I love that song. I know. Van Halen was never so good as when they had David Lee Roth. We've got some stories that we thought would be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it? Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay. That's not I'm... good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house, sir, to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eat up by bees. I thought he was just high. Here at After Two Beers, we like to talk about news stories, and this is our news story for the week. We're only going to do one since it's the two of us, but it's a real good one. So, Sunday, more than 250 people around the world have died taking selfies since 2011. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's not more. I'm I'm not going to lie. When I heard 211... Uh, excuse me, are over 250. I think the exact total is 259 since 2011. I actually thought the same thing. I'm like, wow, that seems really low. It does seem low because people are always taking selfies and always doing dumb shit. So to me, I feel like it should be higher. Uh, Well, I'm about to give you some feedback to to why it's probably not higher. 
um, because it typically involves a very segmented group of individuals. <laughs> so um, the country that has had the most by far, you want to guess? Um, the United States? No, India. India? Do uh, they even have cell phones in yeah, India? Apparently, I don't know. 159 of the 259 have been in India. Most of the victims were men under the age of 30, which is about 20, uh, 72%. Wow. See, I would have thought it would be women. Yeah, it says, But oh, women in the U.S., that's what I would have thought. Yeah, it said that although women generally take more selfies than men, researchers found that men were more likely to take risks, like standing at the edge of a cliff to capture oh a God. dramatic shot. Yes, that's so true. Do you ever see those videos on Facebook? Oh, where yeah. like they have the GoPro and they're like, first of all, I'm deathly afraid of heights. So even watching those videos make my hands sweat immensely. Well, this one I found kind of interesting. What would you guess is the leading cause of selfie deaths? I, I mean, doing stupid shit, risk taking. Actually, it's not. Um, it's drowning. And it's usually involving people washed away by waves on beaches or falling out of a boat. Oh, my gosh. So wow. all those pictures of people laying on the beach and taking their pictures and or they're on their boat and they're bragging about it. These people have died doing it. Wow. In India. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They uh, apparently like the water there. The second leading cause, and I'm sure this is actually a lot of India, is transport. People killed, for example, while trying to take a snap uh, or a quick pick in front of a moving train. What? Yes. What happened to common sense in this world? Well, Good Lord. I was thinking about it, and I'm half thinking that God intentionally put the phones down here for selfies because he didn't really want to start another flood. He was thin in the herd. Wasn't right. He? And he's Listen, like, I have a story about a train. Actually, that's, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but it's too funny not to tell you so a long time ago and i wish this guy had a cell phone because maybe he would have never made it on this date with me but, <laughs> but we i met this guy out um online i'd been talking to him for like a few months and we met up in a public place i think it was oh charlie's there in richmond and immediately he was bragging about this scar that he had up his whole back, like from the nape of his neck down to the his lower back. Like he'd been and filleted he, like a fish? Huh? Like, it, like being filleted like a fish? Yeah, and he was taking his shirt off to show me. In the because, middle of O'Charlie's? Yes, and I was mortified. So I'm sitting there, and he's telling me, and he's like bragging because I think he's like, chicks dig scars. Well, no, motherfucker, not if you got hit by a fucking train we don't he got hit by a train yes so how stupid do you have to be to get hit by a train i mean they're they're everywhere like you know where they are you know where you are how do you get hit by a train i don't know how you didn't marry this guy he's clearly superman i mean sure i i don't know what (laughs) what i was thinking you can get hit by a train and live he was disrobing in a public place yeah. the first time I met him and I was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. That, yeah I'm out. That's kind of a turn off. 
Yeah. When people whip out, you know, start getting naked at a, at a salad bar to show you scars. Yeah. The only thing that I, before I could even catch myself, you know, me and my no filter, I was like, yeah, those trains are real omnipotent. You just never know where they're going to spring up. Oh, like a summer shower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, a train. So also, selfie deaths. Eight people died while taking selfies with dangerous animals. See, now that, when you said India, I was thinking, were these people on top of elephants and then fell off and cracked their noggin? Oh, that seems only fair. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, the U.S. led in the number of selfie deaths involving what? Um, hmm. Think about that. Roller coasters? A firearm. Oh, my God. People accidentally shooting themselves while posing with guns. They... uh, these are the responsible gun owners. <laughs> my favorite. You know what? We may lose some fans on this one, you know, because I check my, you know, when we get likes on our Facebook page, I do check them. And we get, you know, people with a lot of guns pointing right at the phone. And I always think, surely if it's a friend helping them out, I hope they're holding the phone off to the side and they're not right. staring it down. You know, I'm all for being a gun owner, and as liberal as I am, I do not want to take your guns, people. It's fine. Keep your guns. But people get insane and crazy with them. You don't, you know, just, like, keep it locked away until you need it. If someone's invading your home, you don't need to play it, play with it. It's not a toy. It doesn't make you look cool, period. And I will also agree that... First of all, the Second Amendment will never go away. People in sure. this country can own guns. But the thing that always shocks me is are the people or the militias that will say, we need to have these guns, you know, in case there's a tyrannical government. Right. And, and I keep thinking, right. do you realize they have drones? <laughs> like, and tanks. Right. And bombs. You're bringing a gun to warfare. a drone fight. I mean, there's no chance that you have at all. Yeah, no, the government's not going to come for you that way. The government's going to chip away at your your basic rights. That's how it starts. I know, but, you know, I'm not on SNL, unfortunately. Well, maybe this is why. <laughs> this podcast? Yeah, well, it's that, holding yeah. me down. Yeah, well, that's, this was like, they are like, maybe we'll let her, and then they listened to a few episodes in this, and they said, ah, door shut. <laughs> she dates, dates guys that get hit by trains. She's clearly not right in the head. You're more likely to be on Cops than SNL. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was an episode of Cops one day I was watching, and I was actually here in Indianapolis, and the go- cop comes up the steps, and this guy's, like, half naked, and his woman's, like, laying on the floor, and he goes, what's going on? And he goes, well, I was killing her. <laughs> i just fell on the floor i was like oh my god these Uh, people who's your pride takes all kinds who's who's your pride right there yes all right after two beers fans dutch dalton and kimmy gibbler here and we are going to pay some of our bills a morgan construction a morgan is located in centerville indiana With over 20 years of construction and management experience in both residential and commercial markets, you should reach out to A. Morgan Construction. They can handle all of your needs for interior renovations, flooring, wall, tile, exterior renovations, custom showers, room additions, whatever else you want to make. So pretty much everything. Yeah, if you want to make your dream home your dream home, simply visit amorganconstructionllc.com and you will be very impressed with their before and after pictures. 
Reach out to A Mortgage Construction at 765-939-2394. Again, that is 765-939-2394. And again, they're located in Centerville, Indiana. The next sponsor we want to talk about is our good buddies over at Ronald Horn Industries. They do phenomenal artwork. Absolutely. Sometimes I think about this show, and by far I think the best thing that we ever did was hire these guys because I think our logo is pretty kick-ass. I think our logo is just phenomenal, and he did a great job for us. So he he could also do a great job for others if they're looking. Yeah, Maybe we should just let him take over the show. I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, Ronald Horn Industries, they can help you with your logo design, uh, illustration gig posters and just regular posters and, and prints as well. Again, if if you follow After Two Beers on AfterTwoBeers.com or if you also look at our uh, Facebook page, you'll see some of the amazing work that Ronald Horn Industries has done, including our logo uh, and also our A to B history logo. Um, our awesome those. t-shirts and yes. koozies, everything. So you can visit RonaldHorn.com. We did some history podcasts a while back, and this was something that you and I really wanted to do. But our, uh, our co-workers on the podcast um, just wanted to talk about the French and Indian War every time. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. Everything was French and Indian War. Oh, my God, they're going to be so pissed off when they hear Well, they're not going to listen to that. No, no, they don't listen. So anyway, this is, uh, you know, we thought with just the two of us, it, it's timely with the season. It's a holiday we both love. We can kind of get back into the history, but still have some fun with it. So on this podcast, we're, we're going to touch very briefly on the history, but we're also going to talk about why we love the holiday so damn much. Yes, I love Halloween. Do you remember the Domino's on the West Side would yes. always give out free pizza? Yeah, if you dressed up. Yeah, so I used to live on Southwest 15th Street in high school, so that's what we would do. We would walk all the way down there to that Domino's and stand in line for an hour for a free slice of pizza. Right, ruin your entire night of of Halloween, get no candy, and you end up with one slice of like a small cheese pizza. Hey, I was hanging out with my friends. It it didn't really matter. Yeah. Plus, we would walk through the cemetery, right? Ooh, it's Halloween. Well, you guys were gothy. I was never a goth. No? You just like to hang out in cemeteries? Well, they're pretty peaceful places. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Unless it's a pet cemetery, and then you get oh, the hell out of there immediately. Yeah. yeah, because if you're Herman Munster, you get your Achilles cut. One of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, my God. No, I'm going to tell you right now, the worst part about that movie is Dead Gage. Because oh, yes. kids are creepy as fuck. It's funny I've noticed in horror movies, maybe this is tied into Halloween, that if you go back to the 50s and 60s when they used to do, like, Night of the Living Dead, the zombies were slow, and they walked real slow. And now, if you watch, like, World War Z, they're, they're like... They're running! Yeah, they're super machines. That's and, bullshit. Right, zombies and, are dead. They right. should be slow. Well, their muscles should be deteriorating. But anyway, I actually find the old school, like slow ass ones, freaky as shit. Like I actually, it's just weird looking. It's creepy. But the reason I bring it up is they remade that movie in the nineties, and there was a little girl in the movie that got bit by one and then turned into a zombie. And I'm uh-huh. with you. Little kids are already kind of freaky at times anyway. You don't know what's behind them eyes. <laughs> what's was, your favorite zombie movie? Um, it would be probably the original Night of the Living Dead. Oh, you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me what mine was. <laughs> I know. It wasn't like what the world. So what's yours? 
Shaun of the Dead. Oh, How that could is it a good not one. be? Yeah, that's oh a good gosh. one. You know, in Indiana, growing up a Hoosier, the one thing I do remember about horror movies, and I was a little odd about it too, I do remember HBO, though, had, um, oh, it was The Crypt Keeper. It was Tales from the Crypt. Yes, I loved that. Yeah, that was a pretty kick-ass show. But, and Sammy Terry. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. So there was two things that I remember as a kid, and the one is Elvira, which just, you know. You just remember her boobies. Yeah, well, that's... Her chest. How could you not? Well, anyway, the second one is Sammy Terry which was yeah. shot in Indiana. Um, I remember him in the coffin, and he had that little spider that was on, like, the rope. Yes. So that was, uh, that was my childhood growing up with horror movies. But I, ha- I don't really watch much anymore. No, I don't, I don't either. Maybe kind of that scariness is gone because, you know, we're grown adults and we pay bills and we have mortgages, and that's far more scary than any horror movie we could ever watch i don't know yeah it's well i always think the scariest movie i could ever see is i found my wedding tape again oh my gosh <laughs> Ooh, gives me chills just thinking about it <laughs> You're, you always knock on marriage and i'm here to tell oh. you third time's a charm it's working out great for me <laughs> halloween as we know it today started in ireland the irish the Celts. So they started this ritual at the end of fall because they've harvested all their crops. And and you have to imagine um, winter in Ireland a uh, long time ago was brutal. I mean, everything that they had to eat, they've harvested, and that's what they've got. And so, it's, the, <laughs> it's, what? it's not brutal now. Is that because of global warming? <laughs> yes, it's not. <laughs> You know, they don't really get snow in Ireland. I, I don't did they used to, but they don't now. I I don't they don't have snakes, so that already makes it a pretty kick ass island. Oh, I've been there. It's it's really cool. Yeah. So so they would uh so like at the end of fall, so as we know at the end of October, they would perform this ceremony because they thought that this was the day where the dead could come back like it was like the one day and one day only that the dead could return to the earth so they would offer up things um to the dead so in hopes that they would have a very mild winter so it's like the anti-purge yeah it's like the (laughs) anti-purge well not for the animals they were not very happy they felt the purge what happened the animals they killed them they sacrificed oh man i hope they i don't know it seems like a waste of good meat you know, I'd hunt if you could kill chicken wings. <laughs> right. Oh, I've killed some chicken wings. <laughs> right. I feel like I sit down sometimes and I eat enough wings and it's like a family's genocide. Yeah, I, I don't feel like there's ever enough wings. Like, there's never a point where I'm eating wings where I'm like, yeah, I'm full. I'm always like, okay, I ate my, my 10 wings that I was allotted, but I could probably <laughs> eat 10 more. Well, first, <laughs> I like the bone. I don't eat boneless, so... Yeah, and there's better. You've heard flavor. that about me, right? I, I've many, many times. I read it on bathroom walls. <laughs> but anyway, Halloween. Halloween. So, um, as you said, it started primarily in in Western Europe, in Ireland, and it came to the states. And do you know how it came to the states? No, with and, the Irish people. That's it. There you go. So uh, you talked about how they had harsh winters. It also contributed to one of the. 
um, the biggest losses of life on that island, which was the Great Potato Famine, which technically all they had to eat was potatoes. And I told you they were sacrificing all the potato <laughs> animals. <laughs> they carved them to look like animals and then cut them in half. <laughs> made, That's all they had. <laughs> made potato chips out of them. So uh, they came to the States because of the potato famine, and they brought the tradition with them. Um, and so I was thinking about this. I'm picturing all these these kids on Halloween and in the 1850s from Ireland and the Americas running around looking like leprechauns and you two <laughs> trying to get They're probably candy. just wearing potato sacks because that's all they have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet these kids were starving and they still got Smarties and went, ah, shit, <laughs> I don't want these damn Smarties. Hey, now, I like me a good Smartie. Ugh. I like Smarties. Well... You What's your what? favorite Halloween candy to get, though? Well, you yeah. know what? It's kind of a natural transition because I was just thinking today about what are some of my favorite things about Halloween, right? And to me, probably one of the best is it's the one night a year that as a parent you get to act like a mob boss. And <laughs> it's so <laughs> You get one, you get two, right. you get three. Like the kids go out, you know, and they do all the work. And then you get to be like, hey, 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 bring yeah. me that candy. I need to check for needles. And and really all you're trying to do is get your is cut of the score. Pick out the good stuff right. first. So if I'm going to pick out the stuff, it's probably going to be the Snickers. Snickers. I'm a, okay. Yeah. And what's up with this fun size? Have you ever yeah, enjoyed it? Yeah, very a, fun for me. Yeah, I was going to say, it had to have been a dude that came up with that name. <laughs> is that what they call their wiener? Oh, babe, it's oh, just fun size. It's fun size. It's fun size. <laughs> well, that's what you call it. Well, I'm glad you're happy. Right, it certainly is no king size. <laughs> no. But uh, I think my favorite thing to get, and I get so excited because nobody like really gets them, but I feel like it's the only time I can get cichlids. Cich- oh, yeah, like the, uh, the little babies. I love babies. some cichlids. Oh, yeah. Those are, you know what? You like all the shitty candy. <laughs> I do not like shitty candy. I hate Reese's. So those, I can't. Ugh. See? you? No, I don't like Reese's. I like Whoppers and Milk Duds. Those are fun. Oh, my God. You don't like Whoppers? I, the, not, no. <laughs> you Malted would rather have balls? a fun size? <laughs> I would rather have a fun size. <laughs> oh, it's a fun size. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was doing some research on the show as I knew we were going to talk about Halloween. And one of the biggest myths that you always hear on Halloween is how the candy is tainted. And that's what made me think that, you know, it's the one night of the year that you could be a mob boss because basically, you know, you don't do anything and you get to pick through it. And you use the excuse, I got to look for needles or I got to look for pins. Yeah, I got to make sure the wrappers are not open and all of that. So when I was doing the research... You know, how many times does this happen? Because I remember as a kid, one year we went and got our candy and then went to the hospital and they ran the candy through the x-ray machine um, to check for anything that might be in the candy. That seems economical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably, uh, (laughs) that was the first year people were like, I don't know, these meds are getting awful high. We we can't give you free health (laughs) care, but we can give you free x-rays for your Halloween candy. Yeah, so, and I was also thinking here in Richmond, when when some of the parents go through the candy, they really do hope they find needles. Oh, my God. Oh, that's where I left that. <laughs> do you think it's clean? 
I can't. I okay. So I've been a mom for twenty four years almost, and I have never once found anything wrong with my kids' Halloween candy. Right. So I'm sure that it happens, but here's the funny thing: like there was some thing going around talking about how people are going to give kids edibles like gummy edibles and i'm like that's ridiculous i would never part with those <laughs> why would you do that what benefit of that would would you get out of that well that's here, here's so insane here's the interesting part so as i was doing the research do you know how many kids have actually died from candy that's been either tampered with or poisoned or needles please tell me less than the selfies zero that's what I thought. Not one time have they ever actually found anything in candy. The myth started in 1974. An eight-year-old Houston boy, his name was Timothy O'Brien, died after eating cyanide-laced pixie sticks while trick-or-treating. Talk about nasty. Those are disgusting. Oh, right. Maybe the cyanide made him taste better. Although the poisoning initially looked like it might have been the work of a deranged homeowner, the investigation into O'Brien's murder soon centered on the father, and it was the father that did it. Oh, my God. He had taken out hefty life insurance policies on both of his children, and police quickly built the case against him. And now all these kids get to give up their loot to their parents. So by saying, I got to check it for needles. Well, you know, this world's kind of crazy. So, I mean, I still think it's a good idea. I'm not advocating that you should not check and eat whatever you want of your kid's candy. I just, I'm just saying I've never experienced anything. There are crazies out there, but it sounds like just your own parents. I don't right. know. I don't know. That's so the, horrible. The next one was, has anyone ever been caught by sticking needles in candy? And this happened in 2000 for the first time ever. It was a guy named James Joseph Smith of Minneapolis who stuck needles into Snickers bars. Now, luckily, the candy I liked the best. So, see, then I would actually get stuck. Maybe that's karma. James Joseph Smith handed out these Snickers stuck with needles, and several children bit into this uh, nefarious bars. But the only one that actually ever got hurt, there was a teenager who was pricked by one of the needles, needles excuse me, and even he didn't need to go see the doctor. And then it said, has there been anything else weird turn up in candy? And in 2000, parents began finding an old trick mixed into their children's treats, snicker wrappers stuffed with marijuana. I don't think anybody's going to willingly give away their pot. It, it said police jumped on the case and quickly traced the wacky chocolates back to a homeowner who seemed truly confused about the whole hullaboo. <laughs> so you know what that ended up being? What? The man worked in a dead letter office at a local postal facility. And when he found the bag of Snickers in the lost packages, he brought them home to give them out as treats. And then they realized that the candy bars were actually being sent uh, via the mail for someone smuggling pot in. What? Yeah, so somebody mailed the pot. And it got lost, so it ended up back at this dead letter office. The guy sees it, and he thinks it's a box of Snickers bars. He takes them home and starts giving out these packages of pot. Don't you think a, a wrapper full of weed would feel much different than a Snickers bar with a wrapper? It's got to be some press of wrapping, too, if it kept the smell in. No doubt. And, and when was this? Uh, it was in 2000. And uh, I wonder how many kids ate it or, or whatever. And then they, they I got... don't, 
you know what? A kid would open that and be like, what is, what is this? And he would immediately throw it down. Right. They got like, I got a horse turd. It smells like skunk. Your mouth would start watering. You'd be like, ooh. Oh, man. I must have been extra good this year. Four of the kids came home with bloodshot eyes, and they had to tell their parents <laughs> their candy got stolen. They're like, man, we went to Domino's. We were standing in line for hours. We just kept getting back in line, getting back in line. We were so hungry. So uh, I I mentioned that you know the one th- or one of the things that I really like about Halloween is it's the one night for as a parent you get to act like a mob boss. One of my other biggest ones. <laughs> this is, may make me sound horrible here, but I love that women get to dress up like professional women stripper hookers, and everyone's cool yeah. with it. It's like I the one. Why that started or how? I or... don't know, but it's like they pick a formal job like being a nurse or working as a secretary or or whatever and then they basically just they dress up like they're working the street corner and I mean, everyone loves everything. it and i love like, it too I, by the way I, I look at costumes and they're like sexy tomato and i'm like but are they <laughs> but, but how is this a sexy uh, why oh why? I, yeah it's it's sexy until you're like oh it's all red on the inside Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying all of these obscure things, they just pick it, oh, and put sexy in front of it and market it. And I'm right. just like, but no, stop that. You know what? I, I don't really You know what I know. haven't seen? What? I haven't seen one sexy podcaster costume yet. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so what do you think the big costume is going to be this year? I haven't watched. There's no movies that jump out at me. It's normally like, it's it's movie related a lot of times. Yeah, I think Black Panther will be big. Although I still haven't seen it yet. Um, Deadpool, of course. All these little kids dressed up as Deadpool who should never be allowed to watch that movie. That's so <laughs> you know funny. what I'm going as? No, you haven't told me. I'm going to take a cooler with a bunch of beer and it go as a Supreme Court judge. <laughs> You know, my mom, she was, she was so funny. One year for Halloween, she got a sailor suit. This was in the middle of Bill Clinton's era, got a sailor suit and painted a blue dress on the back. And she was a seaman with a blue dress stain. Now that's awesome. (laughs) Oh, she was an awesome lady. Now she was a seaman with a blue dress stain. Yes. That's so good. It was perfect. That is really good. So, I you know it, I've already mentioned two of my favorites. You have I have one more, but do you have anything about Halloween that you just love? Well, I actually now that my kids are grown, I I, I couldn't pass out candy before because I was always with them. Right. So now I can pass out candy, and um, I love seeing the little kids in their costumes, uh, and I love. Um, you know, being the mob boss of here, you get one and oh, you're so cute. You can have five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm, you know, I'm just getting them ready for life. You got to bring your A game when you're trick or treating is all I'm saying. Don't bring that weak shit up in here and expect to get a full size candy bar. That's right. I, I don't play. I don't play. And the cuter you are, the more candy you get. So I love that. And I love fall, but you know, fall is, like a Sunday night, you know, you know what's coming after. So yeah, 
That's true. That's how I am. I love the spring, and everybody says they love the fall, and I said I hate winter too much to really love fall. Yeah, but it's inevitable, y'all. Winter is coming. Yes, it is. So my other, my one of my other, I guess you could call this almost a uh, a guilty pleasure of Halloween is have you seen the Jimmy Kimmel's videos of the parents that eat all their kids' candy, but then they really don't, and the kids freak out? Oh, yeah, I have seen those, but you know what's funnier is when Ellen sends her staff through the haunted houses. Oh, oh, my, good? oh my God, it's the funniest thing because the guy hates it. I can't remember what his name is. He hates it, but every year she makes him go through with someone. Like, one year he went through with Ariana Grande. And he always, like, throws the women in front of him and screams like a little bitch. And it's hysterical. And then the other favorite thing, I forgot all about this, was those pictures from people that had gone through haunted houses. And they'd taken, like, one particular scene that was apparently horrifying. They would take a picture of their reactions. Have you seen those pictures? And they're the funniest things you will ever see because these people, first of all, they don't know their pictures being taken. They're in complete darkness and their faces are hilarious. You know I what they look like? To... They they look like when they're on the guys are on Mori and they they told they are the father. <laughs> no, they look like the Korean water ghost from the ring, like their jaw is all unhinged. Uh, and no. oh my god, it's so good. We've got to post some of those on our well, yeah, page. I think it's funny that that you like people being scared, and I like little kids being tormented by their parents. <laughs> well, no one said we were perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's why people actually listen to this show. Yeah, and I'm convinced nothing says parent-child trust issues. You know, threatening to steal the one thing that means the most in the world <laughs> to kids. <laughs> well, it's a privilege. That's right. It's. Uh, I guess that's one way of preparing them for life as well. Is is when you eat all their candy, say, man, this is life. This is called taxes. Right. <laughs> you got to train them. You got to get them ready. Right. Yeah. That. You know what? It's actually, you can teach other lessons like that. Like, you know, like say, do you like a girl at school? Well, if, you know, if you guys get married, you might as well count half this candy gone. That's a good teaching lesson right there. Boo. <laughs> a good woman's not going to take half your stuff. You're so down on love. <laughs> oh, I'm just being silly. So um, before we get off here, you know, we want to make sure that we wish uh, Mr. Scar Petty the uh, get well soon. Hopefully he'll listen to this. Uh, He's down with a bad back right now. Get better, buddy. And Gibbler's at home doing laundry. I don't know what Kim's doing, but um, I'm sure. uh, (laughs) She's washing her hair. Right. Now we're going to be off for a week. Um, I'm going to be in vacationing with uh, some of our friends and actually with Mr. Quinn. So next week we might do a few sideshows that we've been doing uh, for After Two Beers. And so you might hear some of those next week. But then the following week we should be back with uh, myself and Sunday and Gibbler and, and hopefully Jeremy and bringing you back a uh, another episode of After Two Beers. And then uh, we want to make sure that we tell you about a new podcast that is partnering with us on the A to B Media Partners. And that is Real as a Mother. It's a, a podcast of individuals that we know very well, and I highly recommend it. I've, they've done two shows. I've listened to them both, and it's an interesting perspective of, and I hope I don't offend them here, but two middle-aged moms that um, have walked different paths of life completely from each other in certain aspects, which makes it pretty interesting. 
Mm-hmm. And they represent a lot of different women in this country. And they're kind of like us. They just sit and talk about random things. And, and, uh, but so far, it's been listened to very, very well. And we, you can listen to them on all the same things as us. So SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. So uh, make sure you give them a listen. They've got some merch now. So please uh, navigate over to their Facebook page. Or you can go to our page, and there are links on there, right? Yes. Yeah, we've got uh, links. If you go to just aftertwobeers.com, and if you click on the A to B media, and you go down to podcast, it, it's listed there. So it's a it's a very intuitive, very easy to web page to use. So if you just go to aftertwobeers.com, you'll find it very easily. And I will say... I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I think we've got a really kick-ass logo on After Two Beers which is, you know, it's kind of that 1950s pinup style that we were going for. And the Real as a Mother uh, logo is kind of that way as well. It, it's like, it looks like an old 50s tattoo, and it's a badass logo. Yeah, it is. It is. I can't wait to get a shirt. Yeah, so it's, uh, make sure you listen to them. Uh, make sure you support our sponsors, uh, Ronald Horn and also A. Morgan Construction. Uh, we appreciate them. We appreciate all the sponsors that helped us with our very first uh, pumpkin bash. It was absolutely a success. Uh, the revenue that we earned for that event, um, we came up a little short, but we were happy to throw the big party for everyone. And we're already talking about what we can do for next year. So, all right. Well, then I guess we will talk to you in two weeks. Sunday, you want to do it? Sunday. After two beers. All right. Thanks. Thanks.